Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. So I'm really, really excited. Uh, Two weeks ago, we actually started a brand new series, Deeper. Um, So I was really encouraged with with what God had to say uh, two weeks ago. And we, we spoke on wisdom. If you're new or visiting, um, we, we spoke on the importance of wisdom that will actually allow us to go into a deeper relationship with Jesus. And one of those ways is receiving godly wisdom. And um, I was really encouraged by it. And the Spirit of God actually creates a bridge between the deep secrets of himself to the human heart. And that's one thing that we learned. So the Holy Spirit enables us to, to create a bridge from the deep secrets, the, the, the depth of who God is, and creates a bridge to the human heart. So we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us, which is good news tonight. Therefore, we can understand the deep secrets of God. Although there are some things that we aren't going to always understand because His thoughts are higher than ours. Amen? But... There are some things he's going to whisper to our spirit. He's going to give us his wisdom. But we have to ask, right? We have to seek after it. So we learned about that two weeks ago. And um, tonight, we are doing part two of this series. So I'm really, really excited and expectant for what God is going to do tonight. Do you have faith for it tonight? Do you have faith for God to speak? Amen. Well, we're going to be reading out of John chapter 13 tonight. John chapter 13. And this is, I'm just going to read a a little part of it. And this is a passage of scripture where Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And it's actually before the feast of the Passover. and, And he takes a moment to, as the teacher, the disciples knew him as a teacher, as the teacher to actually take the role of a servant and actually wash their feet. He actually takes time to to wash the disciples' feet. And um, this is a very humbling um, picture that we have to look to, but we can also learn from it tonight. So let's read starting in verse 12 tonight. Actually, first of all, does anyone have the Bibles with them? I see a couple of you. Amazing. Good stuff. Phone kind of counts, bro. Just kind of. You only get like... Three stars instead of five. It's okay. Um, Verse 12. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments, resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. For I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet. You also ought to wash one another's feet. Verse 15. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Verse 17, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do that. I love it. I love that it says, where is it? For I have given you an example that you also should do the same that I have done to you. So... He has washed their feet, but you should do that for one another. And I love it. Tonight, I I want to preach a message entitled, 
at your service. At your service. I'm believing that Jesus is going to to speak to us and to our hearts tonight for just another way for us to, to create a new depth with God in our relationship. At your service. And if we look at Jesus, it's easy to see right off the bat, just from this little part of scripture, that he's so focused on others, serving others. So we should always be others focused. And there's blessing in that as well, which is just a beautiful byproduct. It's not motivation, but it's, it's a byproduct of just being a servant. So at your service. So before we get into it, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you tonight that that we have an opportunity to to take after your example, Lord, to to have a better understanding of what it means to to be a servant, God, to serve you, but to serve others with love, God. And I just pray that tonight that your words would speak the loudest and that we would leave this place better than the way we came in it. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 I was thinking about this earlier. I remember when my mother used to say, um, Man, you take after your father, or you remind me of your father. You know, has anyone else heard that saying before? Oh, you take after your father. And, like, usually it's a good or bad thing, usually a bad thing in my case. It's like, oh, you take after my dad's wonderful, but um, she, she would usually say it from a place of frustration because I was acting up or something. So she'd be like, oh, you take after your father. I'm just like, oh, man. But in this case, it's a good thing. If we take after our father in this regard, we should take after our father in in this idea of serving. We should take after our heavenly father and follow his example. So, just a little tidbit before I start my story. Other question for tonight. Um, Has anyone been to a restaurant where you realize within like the first 10 minutes that you weren't going to enjoy your experience? Because of the service, because of the, the lack of communication with your wait, waiter or waitress, or your water wasn't refilled once, and they didn't even seem happy when they were telling you the specials, and you just didn't really feel valued. Has anyone been there before? I, I've kind of been there before. And, I'm, and I've found myself saying this pretty often, like, oh my goodness, service is not very good. Like, this is actually kind of bad service. Or maybe this person's having a bad day. I don't know. But I've, I think we've all been there where we've, we've entered a restaurant and we either have an amazing experience and we're like, yes, I would re- recommend going to that place. Or it's like, I'm actually not going to go to that place ever again. It's more, sometimes one of the two. And um, I remember when I was uh, a younger version of myself, And uh, Mal and I were dating, and I decided to take her out to a nice dinner downtown and uh, holla at your boy. You know, I was trying to impress. We went downtown, and uh, we were on the the second story of this building and had a nice little view of downtown. And 
you know, there was a twinkle in her eye, and now I was just, I was just trying to, you know, just impress her and, and make sure she felt special. Um, because just a tidbit for all the men, your, your woman should feel special. Should try, try to make her feel special. Um, amen, amen. So, where was I? So we were sitting at the table. Just got distracted by my, my wife's beauty. Um, so, so we were there, and uh, we're hanging out. And we see a waiter, and I say, hello, how are you? He's very, very short. I'm like, okay then. Um, and I was like, all right, sweet. Don't know what's going on with that. But we, we decide, you know, regardless of his attitude, we're going to have a good dinner. And um, at the end of it, I'll be honest, you know, I was kind of thinking, mm, this wasn't the best experience. This was not a very good example of good service to me. And I'm not super proud of this, but younger version of myself, I decided to not give him a very good tip. Yeah. You're like, you're a pastor? Seriously? Why would you? I know. I know. It wasn't right. I didn't extend grace, and I should have. Um, but I just wasn't super impressed. So, you know, I got the bill. I wrote a tip, read the total, and then I was like, I'm going to go to the restroom. She's like, okay. I went to the restroom, and during that time, the waiter came up to Mallory as she was walking out. I was still in the restroom at this time, and he goes, is there, like, did I do something wrong? And I was just like, or she was, she was there, I wasn't there, but she, she was shocked. She was like, I'm sorry, what? He's like, well, I, I looked at your tip, and like, I'm just wondering, did I do something wrong? And... This wasn't the highest point in my life, to be honest. After I got out of the restroom, I felt pretty bad. And we were chatting and stuff, and, and he kind of left frustrated. But the point is that I should have just extended grace. That's really, that's really the point. But um, we've all had these experiences where we've either, either experienced good service or bad service. And... I think that in our life, I've been thinking about it lately, how sometimes in life it is a struggle to just find quality service in life. It's a struggle. I remember living in Australia and um, most of the, uh, you don't tip in Australia, so they get paid more per hour. And because of that, you don't really get amazing customer service sometimes because they're just kind of like, well, I'm getting paid good, but... Peace. I'm like, it's not helpful. Um, but like quality service is hard to find. But the point I'm trying to make tonight is, is Jesus is actually looking for people to follow him, to serve him. Quality service, but also to serve others and love others with quality service. To actually love on other people, regardless of how they're acting. God has called us to do that. We should... Serve Jesus and serve others. And I'm sure, I know some of you might be thinking, Pastor, I need some scripture for that. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'll, I'll give you some scripture for that. Serving Jesus and others. So just um, Joshua chapter 22, starting verse 5, it says, But be very careful to keep the commandment and the law that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. 
to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him, to keep his commandments, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 7, it says, Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. How amazing. That's so crazy to just think about that. Verse 8, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death and even death on a cross. That's insane. Like, seriously, I will never grow familiar of the fact that, that we have a God that is so good that he would send his only son to die on the cross for our sins. That's not normal. That's so not normal. And we have access to that tonight. And it's a beautiful promise. He sent his only son to serve the world, but then to die on a cross for all of our sins, our lack, our wrongdoing. He didn't have to, but he wanted to follow his father's will. And he wanted to, he he loves you. You have to know that tonight. He loves you. It's a sign of his love. So Jesus is, is the ultimate servant. And then also, we are called to serve others, right? So Galatians chapter 5, starting verse 13. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love, serve one another. Through what? Love. Serve one another. So we can see this the scripture with the, with the lens of, of love. And it's beautiful. So I really, I honestly, I have one point for us tonight. And that point is take the high road of humbleness and love. Take the high road of humbleness and love. In regards to this this servanthood mentality. Why take the high road of humbleness and love? Because we follow after Jesus' example. And man, did he do that well. He did it so well. He lived his entire life serving others. With a humble approach. And he served others with love. And I say high road too because... Having a heart of a servant is, is how God will promote you in life. Because we become, we're called to become the least of these. God will raise you up to a level to do something amazing in life. He'll actually, if you, you take the heart of a servant, he will promote you in the right timing. So it takes humbleness. And then God sees that, sees your obedience and says, I can use that. I can use that person for my glory. And takes you to a whole new level. But it starts with a servant attitude. Servanthood. So we can take the high road of humbleness and love. Listen to this passage of Jesus speaking to the sons of Zebedee. And to their mother in Matthew chapter 20. Verse 25 says, But Jesus called them to him and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them. And their great ones exercise authority over them. Verse 26, it shall not be so among you. 
But whoever would be great among you must be your servant. And whoever would be first among you must be your slave. And even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. He did not come to be served, but to serve others. And to be the Savior for humanity. He didn't come to serve himself. He didn't come with self, selfish motives. He came with self, selfless motives. He wanted to, to serve the people around him. To reveal himself in the right timing to his people. Of his goodness and his love. So we see the scripture that we read originally in John chapter 13. We see that the reality of it is that Jesus is soon going. He's, he's soon going to be going to the cross to be crucified. And before that moment, Jesus takes time to, to switch roles from teacher to servant. And in the disciples' eyes, they're confused at first. Like, what, my Lord, why are, you, why are you washing my feet? Like, I should be washing your feet. But it's something that Jesus genuinely, genuinely wanted to do. He wanted to show them something. He wanted to show an example. And he is setting an example of humble servanthood. And this moment, washing the feet actually symbolizes Jesus washing away, washing away of sins. Which is beautiful. And that's love. That's love. Through the sacrifice of himself dying on the cross for you and for me. It's just amazing. It really is. All that we have access to. And you know, what I've learned in my 27 years of living on this earth. I know I'm super old. um, Three years away from 30. It's not too bad. It's really not. It's the new 20, in case you were wondering. Um, but I've learned something while living. And this is, this is a life hack that I'd love for you to write down. So life is so much more about others than it is about you. Life is so much more about others than it is about you and me. It fills you up to pour out and love on other people. It actually does. As we refresh others, we are in return refreshed. And it's a beautiful promise that we have to hold on to. And, you know, I honestly, I think about our exchange leaders, and they're amazing. And I know that you love and appreciate them, but Mallory and I love and appreciate each and every one of them so, so much. um, Because they pour out week in and week out. And they love on you guys. And it's just so amazing to see from a distance, but also to, it's such an amazing opportunity for me to, to actually lead such an amazing team. And they, they are the, the actual definition of servant leadership. Because that's, that's, what, that's what Jesus was. He was a servant leader. And it's beautiful. But serving is not about self-promotion. It's about selfless serving. That's what it's about. And one of the biggest reasons why we, we know that 
is because Jesus wasn't in it for himself. Because of the information that we hear at the beginning of the stories that we talked about earlier. We see that Jesus decides to wash disciples' feet. And there was one person in there, Judas, that later betrays him. And he, he knew, before he started washing their feet, he knew that there was one that was going to betray him. But he still washed his feet. Which is amazing. I wanted to just briefly read this for a second. This is earlier in, in John chapter 13, starting in verse 2. It says, During supper, and the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin, began to wash the disciples' feet, and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. So notice that it says he washed the disciples' feet. It doesn't say he washed some of the disciples' feet. And say that he washed all the disciples' feet except Judas. He washed all their feet. And what that actually speaks to me is it just proves more reason to, to really love our enemies. We should love and actually serve maybe the people in our lives that we find kind of difficult. We should serve and love on them just as much as it, it's easy to serve and love on the people that are in our worlds that we care about the most. So we can't be selective with who we are serving and loving on. Jesus wasn't even remotely close to that. Our our Bible tells us to, to love our enemies, and the best way to do that is to serve them. When you think about that, it, it seems kind of backwards, and I understand that, but we should extend kindness to, to the one that actually isn't for us in life, maybe sometimes. That might, might be working against us sometimes. We should extend love and a servant attitude towards them as well. So practical question tonight. Who is currently in your life that you find difficult to love on? And can I encourage you, find a way to love on them besides their faults. Besides their faults, besides their their shortcomings, find a way to love on them still. Because Jesus did that. And we should take after his example. Amen? And again, if you take a moment to just think about Jesus, the greatest example of this is that he lived a life of focusing on others And we have the opportunity through the word to see this adventure that actually God took him on. God used him in amazing ways. God used Jesus in amazing ways. He he had the best journey and adventure of a lifetime when he was on this earth walking around. He spent time healing people, bringing the miraculous into reality. He traveled all around the world and and spread the gospel. He made the things that were impossible possible. 
It's just amazing. But God actually gifted him with those abilities. And I wonder if, if you realize tonight that God has actually gift, gifted you with certain abilities, gifts, and talents to actually serve other people as well. Jesus was doing that throughout his whole life. You need to realize that you've actually been given gifts and talents from, from the Lord to actually use to serve other people. And we've, we saw a prime example of that tonight. Just a couple examples. One was worship. It's amazing. This is actually not normal, what we actually get to be a part of. Having a team here pouring out their gifts and talents, honoring God, but also making an environment and space for us to focus on Him more clearly and to worship and to, to actually get to a place where we, we have distractions taken away where we can actually be surrendered before the Father. It's beautiful. In First Peter chapter 4, starting in verse 10, it says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. As good stewards of God's varied grace, whoever speaks as one who speaks oracles of God, whoever serves as one who serves by, by the strength that God supplies, in order that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. To Him belong glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another. Maybe you're here tonight and you find it easy to just encourage people. Can I encourage you to just encourage 24-7? Use that gift. That is a gift from God. Use that gift because it's going gonna, it's gonna to build other people up in faith. Maybe you're in this place and you're, amazing, you're an amazing artist. You love creating um, these beautiful paintings. I think of Ruthie that was up here playing keys. Um, and it's beautiful what you actually have the ability to do. You, you have this beautiful gift that blesses other people. I remember when you, you painted a, a picture of Mallory and I on our wedding day. It's beautiful. And like, that's not normal and that you should cherish that. That's a gift from God. And it blesses other people. It blessed us. So just be encouraged with you. God is going to use you through your artwork as many, as well as many other areas too. Worship and through prayer, through bringing a word to other people. I'm believing that for you. But maybe it's, maybe it's artwork. Maybe it's encouraging. Maybe it's just having a heart for others. Having a heart for the brokenhearted and the disenfranchised, the least of these. And I think of, I think of TJ, and he's been going with his buddy Cal that I actually met tonight. Um, and they've been going out in downtown and just serving the homeless. I think that's amazing. That's not normal. That's a, that's a passion that, that should be cultivated and used often. That passion is a gift to want to help other people. It's so beautiful. Whatever your gift is, use it to, to give glory to God and then to, to extend and serve others with. Because we've all been given a gift. So we, these are just a few ways, honestly, to, to have an opportunity to go deeper into relationship with Jesus. We have to understand that Jesus is always the example. 
And he was the greatest servant. So in return, we should be servants as well. We should serve others. And, and can I just say too that it's, it's not boring serving God. It really isn't. You might, it, it might be easy. Maybe you're, you're new to this whole idea of a relationship with Jesus. And you're new to faith tonight and you're in this room. But it's not boring. It's actually like the best adventure you could ever go on. It really is. And if you want to fulfill your dreams, it's really simple. Follow Jesus. Jesus will lead you to your dreams. He really will. Um, So it's exciting. And it's exciting to be a servant leader. It really is. And Jesus was that. We see that all throughout scripture. But this is just one of many ways we get to go deeper to relationships. So I'd love for us to all stand. I'd love for the worship team to come up. And and I'd love to, to pray for some people in this room. That question that I asked you earlier, maybe maybe there's someone in your life that you kind of find it difficult to extend love to. I'd love for you to just think about that person during this time as we pray and that you would actually pray for them. And that you would ask God to maybe soften your heart so you could serve them better. But I really just want us to pray in general that we can we could take on this idea of a servant to, to have humbleness and love, to take that high road of humbleness and love. So Jesus tonight, we thank you that That you were the greatest servant. That you served and loved on your people even when you didn't have to. But you wanted to so that we could experience your love. And to experience the love that was poured out on the cross. God, I just pray for, for people in this room right now finding it difficult with the, the concept of loving their enemies or loving people that that are a little difficult to deal with in life. I pray that you would give them the strength to just love them anyways. That you would give them fresh eyes to see that person or those people the way that you see them. Jesus. And that we would remember to hope you got something out of that message we would really love to connect with you why not join us at church on sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life we would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of colonial forward in jesus name god bless you